you are listening to Law and Gospel on this Friday, November the 26th, in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we're going to be continuing, in a sense, to talk about what we did yesterday about lying. Simply put, why do people lie from a spiritual point of view. Now, you might think it's a psychological point of view or a mentally point of view, but it can always be traced to a spiritual point of view, namely law and gospel. Why do we lie under the law? Because we want to make ourselves feel good, or look good. We therefore lie because we find the truth threatening. It may threaten people's view of us, or it may be threatening because of the consequences of what the lie would entail. Uh, For example, Yesterday, we gave the example of people on a plane, and it was about to crash. And some of the people, when they were asked, well, how do you feel? They said, well, we feel fine. And you knew that was a lie, because they were really worried about their death. Or other people will lie, as I know I did when I was a kid. I would do something wrong, and my parents would ask me, why did you do this? And I would blame it on one of my brothers. Yes, we love to blame others because it makes us feel good about ourselves. That's really what's behind a lie. And that's very interesting when we recognize that a lie is always breaking the first commandment of God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, which means we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. So when we say something that is not true, it means we don't trust God that he's going to take care of us. So... That's what we're talking about today. We lie when we find the truth threatening. It may expose our evil actions, or it might jeopardize the chance of us getting what we want, keeping what we already have, or furthering our own agenda. The truth if learned by others, could cost them and cost us. So we lie to counter the threat. Remember, no one taught us how to lie. We are born with original sin, and lying starts early, and it comes naturally, as do all our other sins. Even the youngest 
child will lie with no hesitation when they understand the truth will endanger them in some way. Just how often do people lie? One study found that the majority of the population lies about every 10 minutes during social interactions. USC psychologist Gerald Jellison determined decades ago that most people are led to lie about 200 times a day. In our digital age, an era of fake news, it's probably likely more than that. Fake news. You hardly ever see anybody walking down the street without paying attention to their phone. Either they're talking to somebody or they're fixing their social media. And do you really believe what they say about themselves? That is the greatest era of lying today. Even reporters will lie about things that are happening in order to make their own point better. For an example, an NBC affiliate in Oklahoma City ran a story. They say they were quoting one doctor as saying gunshot victims and other patients were being turned away from local emergency rooms because they were being overrun by people who had overdosed on ivermectin, which is a supposed COVID-19 cure. However, when the facts were later checked, the hospital system said the physician who said that not only did not have its ERs overrun, the hospital had not even treated a single case of that overdose. And the doctor hadn't worked at that location in two months. Or take the recent lie that certain politicians made that border patrol agents were, quote, rounding up Haitian refugees with whips, unquote, which does an amazing job of delivering two lies with six words. Matt Tabby a former Rolling Stone reporter who now writes for Substack and is by no means friendly to Christianity, says we have seen innumerable media go to shipwreck in the last five years. These include media 
who gave wrong reports of Russians hacking a Vermont energy grid to other things of false accusations against celebrities to the Covington High School fiasco and to Deutsche Bank loan applications for Donald Trump and dozens of other beyond the media business has become a machine for generating air-ridden moral panics. That's why I don't believe what I read either on the Internet or in the newspaper when they're describing something. You, you just just don't know. For example, there are reports on YouTube of people who are not doctors, but they swear that if you eat a certain kind of food, a certain kind of sugar, then your diabetes will go away. Now, if you talk to a real doctor, they will show you that those facts are untrue. But I, I listened to one recently where the doctor talked for 20 minutes until he mentioned the particular sugar that people needed to eat. And of course, it was for quite a bit of money. Six bottles, over $90. So when people are selling things on the internet, you need to be really careful. You need to be careful that the prices that they're suggesting are accurate prices. The truth doesn't matter to those propagating lies as long as they believe they are aiming it at deserving targets. Look at what has happened on our college campuses, many of them. Conservative speakers are said to be liars. That, for example, those speaking against homosexuality do so because they hate homosexuals. When one only has to listen to them, if you really hated a gay person, you want to want to help them. You'd want them to go to hell. But Christians so love everyone that they will go to prisons, talk to murderers, talk to child molesters, talk to gay people, talk to those who want to commit suicide for the purpose of getting them to believe the words of the Holy Spirit, which will motivate them not to do these actions any longer. That's called the life of sanctification. 
So if you have a person that is a target and you don't like them, then your objective is simple. The goal of every broadcast is an anxiety-ridden audience provoked to the point of fury by the unpoliced infamy of whatever wreckers are said to be threatening civilization this week. I really get a kick at many of the movies on YouTube. Now, they're made-up movies. They're not true. But they often give the impression the world is coming to an end because of the weather crisis that is happening. They will point out areas of the world that has more severe weather than usual and then blame it on human beings because they are putting so much gas in the air with their cars, etc. Well, many of that is untrue. There's very little increase in temperature over the world. And yet, there are still volcanoes occurring, hurricanes, tornadoes, and other storms. And it's very difficult to lay the blame at man's infamy. But that's what a lot of broadcasts do and movies. In other words, the objective is simple. Where they want to get an audience provoked to the point of fury. Because the truth threatens to stall their agendas, well, they strip their worldwide bear and they lie. Rather than support the truth, these outlets unethically manage information to support their falsehoods and view anyone who doesn't follow them as crazy. As poet Thomas Gray wrote, where ignorance is bliss, it is folly to the wise. Now this really occurs in my particular living as a pastor. It's doubly hated by God. Proverbs 6, which we have been looking at on Wednesdays, says the following. There are six things which the Lord hates. In fact, seven which are an abomination to him. And what are they? Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, 
feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among the brothers. Now, if you were listening to those, they're really a summary of the Ten Commandments. When Moses brought the Ten Commandments down from Mount Sinai, they were not given to people in order that you could then follow them and be saved. They were given to people to show that you could not follow them and be saved until you received the gift of the Holy Spirit in baptism or hearing the Word of God, and with the Holy Spirit received that motivation and the forgiveness of sins. So, a lying tongue hates those it crushes. Proverbs 26. In fact, Romans 3 backs that up. Verse 13. Liars' mouths are an open grave. With their tongues, they keep deceiving. And back to Proverbs 6, verse 12. A worthless person, a wicked man, is the one who walks with a perverse mouth. We really find that in the historicity of the Scripture. Look at how many people will deny Genesis 1 and the creation of the world in six 24-hour days. How many will deny that Israel crossed the Red Sea on dry ground? Particularly when we see right now on YouTube many films showing the bombing of ships on the Red Sea, trying to get them to sink. In fact, a plane recently did fall from the sky into the Red Sea, and it took four days to find where it fell. The Red Sea is so large. And how about this 40 years in the wilderness where manna was dropped from heaven every day until Israel entered into the promised land where there was plenty of food and drink. And look how many people are worried about heaven. Not so much that it's going to be a happy place, but am I good enough to get there? Well, you are not good enough to get there. But Jesus was good enough to get you there. Remember, he said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. The parable of the lost sheep is wonderful. We were lost sheep. 
unable to find our way home. But Jesus came, picked us up on his shoulders, and carried us home. He is the only one who can save us. And that's why the message of the Christian church is both law and gospel. It's law to wake people up to the fact that they are sinners, unable to save themselves in getting to heaven. And it's gospel because it says that God did what was impossible for man, namely, to save us. This is why KFUO is so important. We have no problem with you folks listening to AM850 KFUO in St. Louis or over the Internet, KFUO.org. We have no problem with you challenging what is said on this radio station because it is the truth. And once you ask a question, the truth can be answered. And who answers that truth? Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So while we are born outside of the kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit comes, grants us faith to believe what appears to be impossible, healing a blind man since birth, healing lepers simply by saying the word, and doing a lot of other healing that is well understood in the history of the scripture. But the greatest miracle that occurred is the death of God himself in the person of Jesus Christ, having been incarnated as a human being in order to suffer and die for our sins in our place. Jesus is our saving substitute. And after that death in three days, he rises from the dead and ascends into heaven to be at the right hand of God. In fact, he is the right hand of God the Father. We can start by examining our own lives and ridding ourselves of lies. Like Mark Twain said, a man is never more truthful than when he acknowledged himself to be a liar. This being the case, we have a request that we can add to our daily prayers. It's a quote from Psalm 119. Remove the false way from me. And then in verse 163, 
so that we become people who hate and despise falsehood, but love your law. Next, even, we will get opposition from the world, but we can counter its lies with the truth. And we do that by publicly speaking against the lies. Because the aim of the world, as David Wells writes, is to make righteousness look strange and sin look normal. The world will lie to us in hopes of accomplishing its objective. We may paint targets on our back when we object to those lies, but it's what we are called to do. The Apostle Paul says precisely that in Ephesians 5.11. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead expose them. And yes, when we expose them, we will be persecuted by the world because the world wants to give us the impression that lies are the normal way of life when they are not. So, why do people lie? It's because they find the truth threatening. All you have to do is confirm, that is, reread the biographies of Jesus, and notice how the liars of Jesus' day murdered him because they found the truth threatening. That's John 14, verse 6. And Jesus did not refrain from telling the truth. Remember what he said about the unbelieving Pharisees? Their father was none other than the devil himself. And so they followed Adam and Eve in believing the lies of the devil, in thinking that they could save themselves by their own works, which they have now moved every religion in the world to believe outside of Christianity. Take a look at all of them. They'll tell you the works to follow. But we tell you the Christ to follow. And that is by the power of the Holy Spirit. More on Law and Gospel this coming Monday. I'm Tom Baker. Pastor, God bless you.
Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check out to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.